right, all right, all right. We're back on the hockey show. Ryan Bolding, JJ Jerez, remote on Skype. I wish I had a, I should have got a, a fat head of you and put it in the chair so I had somebody to talk to. I just have to talk to Danny now and nobody can see him. Well, I don't want anybody to steal it like they did the uh, Lauren Gardner cutout. So Listen, you you're know. not that good looking. Oh, okay, but okay, okay. we do have a special guest on the line now. We are joined by a former Avalanche defenseman, former NHL defenseman, current Avs alumni, vice president, I believe, Kyle Quincy. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. We're happy to have you on. Uh, hopefully we're not interrupting your golf game today. No golf game today. Just hanging out with the boys. Nice, enjoying the weather. Exactly. Kyle, before we get into some of what the Avs alumni have going on, we just have to get your thoughts on the Avalanche bowing out of the second round for the third time in a row. Did you watch the series? If you're watching, what are you seeing? What did Vegas do right? What did Colorado do wrong? Yeah, I actually watched every game. Um, We actually flew to Vegas for game three. Um, So I was in person there. Um, yeah, I just feel like as a whole, Vegas bought in 20 guys. They were dedicated and almost seemed like they wanted to win more. And uh, in hockey, you need everybody buying in. And it just, you know, sad enough, I don't think uh, we had 20 guys that wanted to win as bad as their 20 guys. Yeah, sometimes it feels like, you know, like you said, Vegas bought in. I thought they did a lot more things right than the Avalanche necessarily did. I don't think the Avalanche kind of rolled over. But um, when you're looking at, you know, the the top talent, maybe those guys expected it to go a little easier than, than Vegas did. It seemed like Vegas was really willing to work for it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it's the top guys per se, but I think it's all the way through – the lineup we had a lot of soft turnovers and soft defensive plays and everything that we had we had to create and we earned they gave nothing for free where we had a couple bad turnovers and some key moments and in the playoffs those will come back and get you it did Kyle, I mean, it sounds like an urgency problem, right? I, I guess just to keep it short and simple, do you put that more on the players or do you think the coaching staff has some responsibility there kind of getting the players up and, and ready for this? Well, I think if Joe and Bednar could put on their gear and go win a battle, and they would. But it's 100% of the players. They, they can't. They're professionals. You can't. Mm-hmm. There's not any, you know, big speeches or, um, you know, it's not on leadership. It's, it's guys – Every man has to beat the other man across from him. And the Avs consistently didn't do that. Kyle, I want to know just your thoughts on answering media questions after, you know, tough losses or the, the one loss, the last loss of the season, the toughest loss. Like, what are your, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking? I know it's not an ideal situation for either media or player, but, you know, we saw, we saw maybe a little pushback from McKinnon. I'm just curious, you know, from a player's point of view, what that's like. Well, these guys are human beings, you know, so like they're, they're devastated and it's all, come crashing down and five minutes later they have to answer hard questions um but at the end of the day everyone's a professional and they know the guy answering asking the questions the media newspaper everybody has a job to do and part of that job you know is for us is to answer those questions and give the media um you know the answers that uh they're asking so 
it's not it's not it's not the best part of the job, but it, it's part of the job. And uh, you know, I think uh, everyone understands that. And in the moment, sometimes you forget it, but it's uh, it's part of it. Looking ahead at the uh, semifinal round here, not the most exciting of matchups. Do you predict either of the underdogs coming out of this? And if not, um, who do you have win it at all? Yeah, I grew up a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, guys, so I can never root for the Canadians. <laughs> That's fair. So I got Vegas. Uh, I, I really love how Vegas is built in their team and watching them so closely. Um, I'm really cheering for them to, to get it done this year. I feel like it's really hard to sleep on Tampa, and I did that with uh, with the Carolina series. But just I'm kind of with you, Kyle. Looking at the way that Vegas is playing, I feel like you know it doesn't matter if there's Vasilevsky or Kucherov or Braden Point or Steven Stamkos. Like the way that Vegas is built and performing as a unit just seems kind of unstoppable. Yeah, and Tampa also though they're 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 rolling right now. They're very good. I would not. I would not want to play them. So I, I think it's Vegas Tampa in the finals. And in my mind, it's a coin flip. And that's going to be very, very good hockey. I'm excited to watch that. So, Kyle, we want to dive into a little bit about what you guys at the the Avs alumni have coming up next. So first thing up is a softball tournament. Who who in the alumni are the, the best softball baseball players? And can you just tell us what this experience is going to be like for people who are interested? Well, we're going to find out. Um, you know, I, these guys are so competitive and they have so much pride from playing, you know, obviously being professional athletes, but I, I got phone calls. Guys are going to batting cages and, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're warming up for the tournament, which is great. But, uh, um, I got, I had this idea from Detroit days, Joey Kosher put on a great uh, softball tournament, raised a lot of money for, um, charity. I got hooked up with, uh, the one goat foundation, which is, um, provides bridge funding for uh, first responders in need. Um, so that's where the money's going. Um, we got Ball Corp as a t- title sponsor and uh, pushing their initiative for, you know, um, no plastic, no glass. It's an all-aluminum event. So we're doing good there. Um, and then we're going to have the after party at Breckenridge Brewery down the street. Um, yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a great, great event. And that's going to be June 18th at Redstone Park, uh, which should be a good time. And then in August, you've got a youth skills camp coming up with some awesome names and, and opportunities for squirts and peewees. Yeah, like growing up in Toronto, I never had an idea. There was no opportunity to go skate and meet uh, like Toronto Maple Leaf players or ex-guys. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to get the guys accessible, and we're going to raise a lot of money on that event. Um, it's a week long, uh, an hour, two hours a day clinic, and they're going to get one-on-one, um, not one-on-one, but, uh, you know, you have David Clarkson, John Mitchell, Kenny Clee, myself, um, you know, a chance to learn from the guys that have done it. And it's, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty excited for that. And we're raising good money for, uh, we're going to put the money back into the community um, with uh, donating gear and nice time to, I'm trying to help hockey be more affordable to more people. Which is great. You know, obviously hockey is an expensive sport when it comes to gear and renting ice time and, and travel and all of those things. Kyle, have you guys ever considered, I want to know this as a, as a mediocre beer league player, an adult clinic? 
Nobody ever talks yeah, about the well, adults. It's called a fantasy camp. Right? Yeah. It's a fantasy camp. Yeah. So um, I was supposed to do the LA Kings fantasy camp and the day COVID started, you know, like uh, mid March last year. But we're, no, no, that's, we're super excited about doing that in Denver. Um, yeah, it's fantasy camp. It's not, you, we're not, we're not maybe teaching it too much, but we're having a lot of fun. You're hearing all the stories. Uh, we'll get a suite or two for a game so we can go to a game and, um, and have a little hockey tournament during the day. Um, that, that's definitely in the works and we're excited to get that going. When you're coaching these kids, you know, when we all grow up, suddenly we reach an age in our life and we're like, whoa, I just said something. I sound exactly like my father. When you're teaching these kids, do you ever channel some of your old coaches and you're like, wow, I never thought I would say that. I remember this coach telling me this a hundred times and now here I am relaying it and and being that guy. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, um, Babcock has his own, uh, like language almost and he's nailed it into us, uh, you know, system-wise. So some of those words uh, I, I repeat, and I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's exactly what you said. Uh, and it's pretty amazing to, you know, um, have a kid for an hour and watch him get better. You know, it's very uh, rewarding um, being the teacher also. I want to know who who is going to be the hardest uh, on, on the kids. And if you do do a fantasy camp, who's going to be the hardest on the adults? Like, I would love to just have Mitchie yelling at me as I try to win guy. face-offs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got some passionate guys. Uh, you know, one of our guys that's at all our events is Derek Armstrong, who, um, you know, has been a – Hushy was my coach during the cutthroat days. Um, and it was a, uh, my my um, my neighbor in the dressing room in L.A. So uh, he's the most passionate guy in, of, of all people I've ever met in hockey. So he, he doesn't turn it off. So he'll be – he'll keep you honest on and off the ice all the time. So I may my have, guy to keep guys in line. I may have heard a rumor that in the uh, the weekly get-together skates that Armstrong's a part of, he's still concerned about plus or minus. <laughs> oh, he's he's concerned. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's He knows exactly who's plus and minus. And, but he, he needs to have those stats so he can keep chirping in the dressing room. It's important. Kyle, yeah, before exactly. we let you go, I, I want to bring it back to uh, hockey in the NHL. As a former defenseman yourself, we just heard this past week the uh, Norris candidates, uh, Adam Fox, Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr. Um, in your opinion, does the, is the Norris graded correctly? Is it truly the best defenseman, or do you feel like it gets too uh, heavily weighted on points? Well, my, my opinion is he's got to be the full package. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure how they weight it, but... Uh, they have to be a good defender. Um, like Victor Hedman, in my mind, is you know a perfect example of the of the uh, full package. He does it all. Um, obviously, he's the he's in every single situation, not just power play guy, but uh, last minute of the game, and we're up a goal. Uh, he needs to be out there also. So that, that that's what I'm saying with defense and and offense. He's not just one sided. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he's a perfect example of a Norris in my mind. Kyle, last one for me, and we'll let you get out of here. What are, what are your other thoughts on some of the other NHL awards? Do you have any any surefire locks picks? I mean, McKinnon's nominated for Hart, and we've got uh, Grubauer for Vesna. You know, what are you looking at? What are you seeing? You know, just watching Gruby in the playoffs, I, I think he was just so solid. Um, he's had such a good year. I think he's got to get a very, very long look at that award. Mm-hmm. Um 
and definitely with McKinnon, just how dominant he was this year. Um, but he's got some stiff competition there. So just to be in that conversation, having, you know, um, Kale and Gruby and uh, Nate in those three categories just shows how great this core is for this Avalanche team. It's amazing. Well, thanks a lot, Kyle. Thanks for joining us, taking some time out on your Saturday. Uh, you heard it from, from here that we've got a, an alumni softball tournament coming up next Friday, I believe, the 18th in, in Highlands Ranch, and then we've got some youth clinics in August. Right on, guys. Yeah, and the Avs will be there uh, doing their street hockey deal for all the kids on the 18th in the parking lot. So um, come out and check that out for sure. Will we have any post-game IPA available? Oh, yeah. There's a keg. There'll be a keg there ready to rock. Here we go. Now we're coming. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Thanks Thanks for having me, guys. That was Kyle right on. I like that point he made, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, having all those guys being in the awards and being finalists, that's that's a stinger, right? Especially this week, having all that be announced on the week that the, the Avalanche bow out. When we'll get into more of the NHL awards in the next segment, but for me personally, I think it's kind of the stinger is that Jared Bednar doesn't get any Jack Adams love. You know, he's True. not a finalist. I do think that the, the finalists who are there are very deserving. You know, Joel Quinville, I think Rod Brindamore has done great things. Dean Evanson taking Minnesota to like their best points record ever you know is is pretty impressive with that lineup but i think jared bednar did some great things with a a pretty good lineup too yeah i'm with that we'll be right back on the hockey show again one last time we want to hear from you 303-831-1340